Thanks to our friends at The Hollywood Show for their help with this episode of Talking About Cars with Randy Cardoon. See more at hollywoodshow.com. My first car was a, a, my mama bought me a 54 Ford in uh, 55 and a green one. And, uh, and then, uh, let's see, my second car was a let's see the 54 Ford and then I then I had a, a a 57 Chevy because I was tired of coming in second. <laughs> everybody and welcome to a new edition of the award-winning Talking About Cars, where it's all about everybody has a car story, from celebrities to car personalities. I'm Randy Cardoon. This time we take edition number 130, where the Hollywood show took place at an airport near LAX. This is where fans pack the place to get autographs and pictures with their favorite celebrities. And this is where we caught up with three actors from the classic 1973 movie, American Graffiti. It was a fun flick that asked the question, where were were you in 62 it starred the likes of ron howard cindy williams richard dreyfus and introduced the world to harrison ford and that blonde in the white t-bird suzanne summers how many cars from that movie do you remember that movie also starred candy clark who i talked to in talking about cars number 101 on radio.com and apple podcasts actor cindy williams who would later go on to fame as shirley feeney in abc's laverne and shirley Remember a key scene in one of the movie's many classic cars with Ron Howard. I think we did a, a major makeout scene that we were both very nervous about in the Impala. But it could have been my Edsel. But no, I believe it was the Impala. And uh, it had leather seats. And I really, really liked it. Red leather seats. And a couple of times... Uh, we had no dressing rooms or anything, so we just had a Winnebago that had all the costumes in it. And so we, if we couldn't stay in there, we'd just have to stand around all night waiting for our um, scenes to be shot. So sometimes I would, like, get in the back seat of one of the cars, and I'd be back there while they were shooting a scene. Oh, because it was so big. Right, and I was couple times I'm in the back seat laying down while they're doing a full-on scene and it made it to the screen the scene made it into the yeah scene. well but, but not you in the back seat yes oh it'll be the scene but I'm in the I can't be seen right but I'm laying down in the back seat yep so which which was your favorite car to lay in the back of and get rest remember which one well it was the Chrysler and I had an Edsel I can't remember laying down. I think maybe in the Volkswagen one time. I No, that was Lynn's car. My Etzel, I loved that car because it was the only car that really worked out of all the cars. They had to tow the other cars. Mine, I could drive it, the Etzel. And I loved that car. And I remembered when I was a little girl and the neighbors across the street got an Etzel and my father said, those people are stupid. <laughs> And I didn't think they were so stupid because that car worked. Yes, exactly. Well, movie cars, I guess, don't always work. Is that basically it? The fact that you'll drag a car and, and for some reason they look great, but they don't necessarily run well? Well, that's true. But these cars especially were supposed to look like hot cars, 
hot, hot rods. And uh, the Deuce Coupe that, you know, Paula Matt drove, it was always being pulled by the camera truck. And, um, and the Chrysler broke down. They all broke down except that Edsel. Wow. Even the Suzanne Summers. No, I believe the T-Bird was in kind of a condition. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Okay. Well, that, that's always a good thing. So what do you remember? Um, you know, that Chevy Impala, by the way, is still around. Are you aware of that? You mean? The one that Ray Evernham has? Yes. Are you yes. aware? Yes. I've seen the Impala, and I've seen the... 55 and I've seen and the deuce too I, I've seen the deuce the real deuce and here's here's a little story you'll like go ahead when the uh, deuce coupe was bought George Lucas told the owner don't ever try and um, you know uh, go in and refurb it in any way keep it exactly the same as it is and he did, and because of that, because it's the exact same, there's no new paint job, nothing on it. It, like the price of it is through the roof now. Yeah, I can imagine, wow. Plus it's nostalgic to look at it, because I remember looking at it when we were shooting the movie, and if you see, see it today, it's the exact same. In fact, it had some of the parking tickets in it. Oh, you know, the, or the speeding tickets that Milner got, uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> So we know the Chevy exists. We know the Deuce Coupe exists. Um, T-Bird, do we know whatever happened to the T-Bird? Yes, it exists. I forget the name. Candy would know the name of the people who own it, but okay. yeah. What about the uh, what about the Edsel? Can't find it. Can't find the Edsel. Someone said they had it, and it was in because they have Edsel car clubs, mm -hmm. and they said it was part of that. But it's like a kind of like a a dog that you know has another home and you kind of pine for it I'd love to see that Etzel again do you consider yourself a car person at all no okay so you never it'd be interesting to see have you ever seen the Impala in person other than when we were shooting yeah the one recently I think I have I think but maybe not uh -huh. I don't know okay I can't answer that for real because at car shows they have um you know, doubles of it, look-alikes. Right. So I'm not certain. Well, the one thing that surprised me when I actually saw it, it with the red trim on it, I, I don't remember the red trim. I've seen oh, yeah. plenty of white Chevy Impalas from 58, but mm -hmm. I don't, the, the fact that it had that red trim on it. Right, that's really neat. That was kind of neat. Yeah. I've never seen that before. Yeah, so. and the red uh, tuck and roll upholstery. What was your first car? A 56 Chevy. Yeah, I drove it to school. It wasn't my car. You mean my car that I purchased? Or purchased for you. Like mom and dad gave it to you. Is that what it was? No, mom and dad didn't purchase me a car. Oh. I, I drove the family car to, to and from school. Ah, so what was the first car you bought for yourself? A Volkswagen hatchback, or whatever they call them, the fastback. Right. Did you like it? Yeah. Everybody has the list the list of top cars you ever want that you want the list of the car you want is there any car out there that if you had the money you just go get it tomorrow what fancy car regular car what would you get if it was american it'd be a cadillac eldorado and if it were a foreign car, a lexus 
actor Cindy Williams, who played not Shirley Feeney here, but Lori, who had a 58 Edsel. Mackenzie Phillips was a preteen back in those days when she was cast as Carol, the somewhat annoying young girl that ended up sharing that yellow hot rod with Paul Lamatt. Mackenzie told me and reminded me often just how old she was at the time. Mind you, Randy, I was 12 years old when we made the film. So I remember that it was late at night and that I wasn't really sure what we were doing. I thought maybe we were doing an educational movie or an after-school special. I wasn't really sure. You didn't know what the movie was? Oh. I was 12. You were 12 years old, yes. Yeah. Who told you about the movie? When, you know, when you started, what did they tell you? I don't recall because it was a long time ago and I was 12. And there's a lot of, like, background. My mom put me on a plane to San Francisco alone with no guardian. And I got off the plane at 12 years old. And apparently the, the, uh, Gary Kurtz and his family had to take legal guardianship of me because I was 12. And so I lived with them while we were making the movie. And... You know, it was fun because uh, what I remember about the Deuce Coop was that it was attached to a trailer. And George Lucas, like a car trailer, and there were times where no one was really driving it. The guy who was towing the car was driving the car, basically. So all the scenes that you shot with Paul and everything else, it was actually, it was on a trailer? Not all of them, but some of them. Mm -hmm. Um, And George was sort of wrapped up in a big, you know parka perched on the trailer in front of us and we could see him through the windshield like he had to stick his head in the window to talk to us because it was on a car trailer and we were kind of stuck in the car because the doors wouldn't it was a it was a lot the doors wouldn't really open that easily so we spent hours and hours inside of that deuce coupe all night long shooting this movie But I remember it was fun. I wasn't sure what we were doing. Uh, I learned how to drink coffee (laughs) on that movie because I had to stay up all night long. And again, I was 12. But it was was fun. There were lots of cool cars and, you know, uh, like up and down that street. Like it was like a drag. It was really cool, like a drag race. It was very cool. Was there any car that you remember that kind of stands out, any of them, or was it aside from the yellow one? No. Aside from the yellow one, no. Mm -hmm. The yellow one was my home for literally almost every second that I was on screen. Uh, So I wasn't really outside of that car much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. There was a lot of cars there. I I noticed this picture here you've got. There's one where you're on a pink Plymouth. What's that from? I don't know. Uh, I think this photograph was taken in Sausalito while we were filming the movie as just sort of like a photo shoot with me. Notice the sweater with the mushrooms embroidered on it. Clearly it was the 70s. That was my favorite outfit that I owned. Um, Yeah, I thought that belt was the coolest thing in the world. It was like lavender leather. Lavender and leather. Okay. 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 All right. So there was a couple, wasn't there a couple of scenes where you ran out of the car or something like that? Yeah, those were the only scenes where I wasn't in the car. There was one where I called him a creep and I left the car at the thing and walked away and then he got me to come back in. 
and then at the end when I get out and and go into my house. The rest of the time I was in, in the, the coop the whole time. Yeah. In the car. Were you claustrophobic at all at that point? Not at that point. Oh, okay. <laughs> later I became claustrophobic. Later in the movie or later, later in, in life? life. Ah, later in life. Okay, well. There's only, there's been 45 years since it's the 45th anniversary of the, of American Graffiti. Is that unbelievable? It's shocking to me. Uh-huh. What was your first car? My first car was a 1979 Pontiac Firebird. Nice. I bought it for myself. I was 16. And I wanted a BMW 2002. But my Aunt Rosie, who was my guardian at that time, just was not having it. She said, that's too expensive. You need to buy an American car. Hey. So I got Freddie Firebird. Freddie Firebird? That's what his name was, Freddie Firebird. Did you name all your cars? No, no not oh, all okay. of them. No. Okay. No. But Freddie Firebird was my first car. I loved Freddie. Yeah. That's Brand like new. Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, it was a hot car. Mm -hmm. It was beige. Ah. Very beige, but Very it was beige. a great car. It was so fast. Did you ever see the Smokey and the Bandit movies? Did you? Oh ever, yeah. Uh huh. Did you ever like get behind the wheel and think you're uh, Burt Reynolds there for a little while? Never. Never. Not once. No. I love to drive though. I I, I I never thought that I was Burt Reynolds. Well, I could understand that when you think about I it. I never yeah. thought I wanted to be Burt Reynolds. No. Even. No. Understandably, there. I was. I was thinking more along the lines of you know Smokey behind the wheel of. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't occur to me. No. Never had that thought. Okay. Randy Cardoon, I listen to you every day. Thank you. I'm a big fan. Thank you very much. Just a couple of more questions. You've uh -uh, been so I'm going to start asking you questions oh, now. God. No, go ahead. Go, go, go. You're go not on. the first one already today. So, the car that you once had that if you could, you could get back. Oh, that's easy. Uh, it was a Mercedes 450 SL. And when my house burned down later in ninth, no, oh, wait, wait, wait. My Firebird was a 76. Okay. Okay. So later, when my house burned down up in Laurel Canyon in 1979, I had a candy apple red 450 SL. And it burned in the fire. Oh. But I loved that car. It had the rag top and the hard top. And, like, I had this thing on a winch that I could clamp it onto the hard top and it would just hang in the garage and then yeah. I'd drive around with it. I loved that car. I loved that car. Oh. Yeah, that was a good car. That was a cool car. Sounds yeah. like a very cool car. All right, so what do you drive now? I drive a Kia Forte. That's nothing wrong with a Kia Forte. Come I on. love my car. I love my car. Uh -huh. It's got all the bells and whistles. It's fast. It's fun. It's cheap. And it's respectable. Well, you said it's fast. I thought you didn't think of yourself being Smokey and the Bandit behind the wheel. Well, if you ask me if I like to, like to drive fast, I love to drive fast. But when you bring Burt Reynolds and Smokey and the Bandit ah. into the mix, that's where all of my, you know, that's where you identification with it goes out the window. Not that I have a problem with Burt Reynolds or Smokey and the Bandit. Mm -hmm. No, I understand completely. Yeah. I don't want especially driving a Kia. I completely get that. Okay, <laughs> so everybody's got this list. The top three cars, top three cars that Mackenzie Phillips 
wants to buy someday. You've always thought about it. I'm sure you have. I've you always wanted an Excalibur. Ooh. Yeah. That was my dream car when I was a kid. I always loved the Excalibur. It's low, it's long, it's sexy, and it's elegant. That's nice. Well, yeah. Who did you know that had one? Uh, one of my one see? of my dad's friends. Oh. My dad um, had a bunch of Rolls Royces when I was a kid, like a Silver Cloud and all these really cool cars. He had a Dino Ferrari, so he had like super cool cars growing up. Um, my mom had an E-Type Jag in this like the late '60s, so I was around a lot of cool cars when I was a kid. But I ha I don't really have car fantasies or car envy. For me, it's really more utilitarian. Mm -hmm. Will it break down or will it get me there? I had a Jag, a Vandenplaw, that was, it was a 2005. It was a beautiful car, like tricked out, so beautiful, but it literally broke down five times a month. Coolant spewing out of the hood. So finally, I, I tweeted Jag, and I said, I think my car's a lemon. What are you going to do about it? And they instituted a lemon law investigation, and they bought it back from me. So it was a beautiful car, and I wish that that car hadn't been a lemon, because I probably would have driven it for another 10 years. So what did you get after they paid you back for it? A Kia Forte. Oh! So okay. I'm on my second in a row lease of a Kia Forte. It's an easy car. It's really just like perfect for me because I don't really have car envy. Now my friend Deb here drives killer kick-ass Mercedes. And when I drive her car, I kind of go, hmm, maybe I need one of these. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about cars. Randy Cardoon. KNX. KNX 1070 Mackenzie News Radio. Phillips. Mackenzie Phillips. On our show. Yes. On our podcast. Yes. Talking about cars. Cars. You cars. are awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a fan, Randy. Not, I'm a fan back. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, some mutual admiration going on there with Mackenzie Phillips. Then there was Bo Hopkins. You've seen Bo in countless movies and westerns. He drove the lead sled 50s era Mercury, and his character's name was Joe. He wasn't the only one who didn't realize the significance of the cast back 45 years ago when the movie was made. It was about my fourth picture, and all of us were just starting out. I, of course, The Wild Bunch was my first one, and I, I, I was uh, I, nervous as, uh, as, an, uh, as, I guess, a chimpanzee eating a banana. <laughs> but anyway, it was uh, the, the cars became... Uh, more personal to me after the movie been out a while because then I had a son and I said well you know what I'm gonna check on the mercury and I had a guy check on it in uh, New Jersey and the guy that uh, that bought the car was a singer here from Universal then he sold it to a sing uh, another guy not a singer in New Jersey and after a year and a half, we were trying to get in touch. Well, a guy committed suicide in the car. Oh. And then I said, no, no, that reminds me too much of Caroline or whatever that other <laughs> movie was. 
But I did have a friend of mine that restored uh, your Merc. That's okay. And we could, had that thing for about two and a half, three years. And, it, I mean, it was down pat to the one, to the real one. And then Wayne, uh, he was a uh, chief police up in, um, up in uh, uh, Portland. And uh, we sold it, or he sold it. And uh, so... I, I've driven a lot of uh, different cars, but I, th- I think I had the most fun with the Merc because it was like getting in a tank, you know, it was so low and you're peeking out, you know. But it, it, the thing about the cars became very popular after the, the movie. I mean, with everybody, not just, you know, the actors. Says, wait a minute, I just did that movie, you know, this is about five movies later. Mm-hmm. So, I think in graffiti, the cars and the music uh, made the movie. Absolutely, absolutely. And every every car, in a way, had its own little co-starring role. I mean, you start talking about Ron yeah. Howard's 58 Impala. You talk yeah. about the Edsel that Cindy drove. Well, I mean, when I was growing up in my hometown, I had an old airport there. And, uh, you know, we would drag. This was before Dragon got out. and. I had a 54 Ford, and a friend of mine had a 57 Chevy, and I never could beat him. <laughs> there was about eight cars out there, but it was, uh, we were just having fun. We weren't trying to run each other off the road, but we flipped over a couple of times, you know, but that's part of life, especially later when I'm riding all them horses in the Western movies. <laughs> Yeah, but at least your horses don't go flipping over, at least. Well, not... I got thrown a couple of times. Really? Yeah, yeah. But that's going to happen if you do 14 westerns somewhere <laughs> along the line. You know, it's going to uh, But, you know, you're younger back then. It doesn't bother you to have a fall. I mean, you do it now. It takes me. Uh, I used to jump out of a car, and now I have to take my time, and, and uh, you look around to see if anybody watching. <laughs> What do you remember about seeing that Merc for the first time when you had a chance to do the movie and then you realized that was going to be your car, per se? Well, you know, it's like the first day uh, you meet a horse on a Western. I always take them out two weeks before I start filming. And I used to tell uh, uh, George, I said, well, I better drive this thing around to get used to it. And uh, he, he said, oh, yeah, you're right. And, hell, I just take it out all through town. But I did get used to it because, you know, you're down low, and uh, so you you have uh, you, you feel like you're back in the, in the 60s uh, for me. But it's like if you get a new car driving a Merc. Because if you realize that now a... Uh, a Mercury or old cars that have been rebuilt get on the freeway. Nobody looks at new cars. They all look alike. Right. But you drive a Mercury or a Ford because you can tell what they are, a Pontiac, you know, a Buick, because they all had personalities. All these cars today look alike. It's like That's living okay. in an apartment. I mean, like these new apartments, you got people, boom, side by side, all the way down for two miles. So, it, it, but it's a, it, it, I've been in, uh, I drove the 50, the, the 55, that was a car that 
Uh, Harrison Ford? Harrison Ford drove. Yeah, that was a 55, yeah. Yeah, we did, we did a re- reenactment up in Petaluma where we shot the movie, uh, Candy and I, and it was called a road show. And um, so I put on uh, Faldo's hat and... Uh, and uh, and the 32 is is uh, gunning me and rim, rim, and they said go and I'm rim, 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 <laughs> down the road. I mean I wouldn't have stopped if somebody. Had <laughs> but they're for not only uh, they are antiques to me. They're uh, they're just fun to drive. And then as you get older, you get lazy, and then you start getting these uh, automatics. You know? But if you go out on the freeway, I, I always look. There's a 55. God Almighty! And then it takes me back to where I grew up in South Carolina. But there was—I think that was the fun thing. Once we started graffiti and got used to it, see, we never heard any music when we were filming. We just seeing dialogue. In fact, I'd never seen any music until they had a screening, and I got there late. I was down at uh, 20th Century Fox with uh, Peck and Paul. He was getting ready to do another movie, and I said, "Well, I got to go. I did a movie called American Graffiti. I'll see what it looks like." <laughs> so when I got up there, Capola was telling everybody, "You're late. You're late. Get in. Get in." So I went in. There wasn't any seats. Damn place is packed. So I sat on the side, and when the music started. And the scene started going. I forgot I was in the movie until, you know, it came on later. But because that guy looks familiar. Well, you know, the thing was, because we hadn't heard any music, and then we want to rock around the clock. Well, I mean, if that don't get you. But in New York, they had standing ovations just when the music started. So I knew then that would be a... uh, I never thought... It would make a drive-in when I was shooting it because I'm getting ready to go do Burt Reynolds and White Lightning after that. But little did I know how they put it together. And, of course, Coppola saved, saved him because Universal is going to take the movie away from him. So when, uh, when he came in and, of course, he took over the movie, and that's how, uh, that's how he started mm-hmm. is in that one. And I was uh, talking during the movie. I said, what you going to do next? And he was telling me about this outer space stuff, about cowboys. And I said, oh, that ought to go over great, George. <laughs> little little did I know. <laughs> but yeah. it, it was so much fun with all, all the cars, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was your first car? My first car was a, a, my mama bought me a 54 Ford in uh 55 and a green one and uh and then uh, let's see my second car was uh, let's see the 54 ford then i then i had a a a 57 chevy because i was tired of coming in second (laughs) (laughs) well that's pretty good so 57 chevy was that the first car you got with your um uh, american graffiti money yeah, no, no. Uh, out here? Yeah, okay. Out yeah. here? To, well, when I finished uh, a movie with Susan George, uh, uh, a small town in Texas, I came back and my business manager at that time was Burt Reynolds' business manager. I said I want to, because I'd park cars at hotels and I'd driven all of them. And I loved a, a Merck convertible. 
you know, 50, well, it was a... Uh, From like the late 50s or something like that? Yeah, it's an SL. Sure. And uh, convertible, blue. So, yeah, I, I drove Susan back to her hotel. <laughs> Hell, I wish then she'd live in Palm Springs. I would have drove down there. <laughs> but, yeah, that was my first one out here when I could afford it. And, and uh, that's what I'd always wanted. I'd driven, you know, Porsches and all the others. The next car that I would have gotten had I, maybe it's a good thing I didn't, was a Cobra. Uh. Maybe it's a good thing I didn't, though, because I would have been uh, scooting and I was drinking a lot back then, so uh-huh. I'm glad I didn't get not it. Not a good choice. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not a very good choice at all. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've always loved the Cobras, you know, uh, Shelby's, and uh, they just had that look. It had a look like a shark's mouth in the front, you know. Uh, so maybe before I go, I'll, I'm going to still get me a Cobra. Tell my wife, so, well, if I don't get back, at least I'm happy in my Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> One of the questions we always ask, uh, everybody has them, the list of cars that uh, you wish you can get one day. So I assume the Cobra would be number one on the uh, Bo Hopkins list of the top five well, cars? Well, uh, uh, I would say that would be on a list along with the same Mercedes convertible that I got. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because uh, I love that Mercedes, and it was stolen on my birthday. My girlfriend and I were heading into a, a restaurant. A whole bunch of people were there. Guy took my keys, and Joni went outside to get the presents, which was in the trunk. And some bitch stole my car with my presents. Are you sure it, it was the uh, valet? No, the valet come in to get me because he is parking another car. Some two guys watched me pull in and watched us uh, get out and uh, probably saw her open the trunk to make sure that, you know, she wanted to give, give things. And they had a lot of friends there. So when she went out to get the car, it was gone. And what they had done was watch her, well, watched it when we went inside. Then they, they just went and told the guy, so well, I got to get something out of the car. And they went over and of course they drove it off. I got it three weeks later, but it wasn't the same. You yeah. know, hell, they'd taken a radio out. And also I felt like a woman being violated. I was so pissed off, I wish I could have caught them at that time. Because I would have really had a, a good birthday. <laughs> well, you would have gotten a few frustrations out there. Yeah. I got a, a Ridgeback uh, truck, Honda, and uh, I threw my dogs in there, and then I, I got a big uh, compartment in the back that, you know, I can hide stuff if I want. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I enjoy it because when you get on the freeway now, hell, I, I want something that's strong like a, like a truck. Or driving a tank. Yeah, yeah well, that'll move. That'll move. Uh, but the trucks are, the trucks are, I would say, one of the best on, on the line. And then they quit making Hey, girl. They quit making them. And uh, so uh, I was really angry about that because they quit making them for four years. And finally, the public got behind them because they're great trucks. I mean, they, you know, you... You feel safe when you're in them. There's a, a lot of uh, 
things you can do in it, like, you know, with your animals or whatever you got. So. That's Bo Hopkins. For more about the movie, American Graffiti, check out my Talking About Cars interview with Candy Clark on Talking About Cars number 101 at radio.com, Apple Podcasts, and, of course, talkingaboutcars.net, as well as knx1070.com. Hey, remember to subscribe to our podcast. As I said, we're all over. Radio.com, iTunes, KNX1070.com. And if you subscribe, you'll be notified when a new Talking About Cars is uploaded and you won't miss a thing. And if you're on iTunes, rate us. Give us five stars and leave a comment about what you think of the podcast. And if you really like it, share it to all your friends so they too can check it out. Our website is TalkingAboutCars.net. Until next time, I'm Randy Cardoon. Happy New Year and join me as we have some fun talking about cars. Thanks to our friends at The Hollywood Show for their help with this episode of Talking About Cars with Randy Cardoon. See more at hollywoodshow.com.